Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It is the future. In 1999, you are listening to The Glitter Boys. Any discussion of rifts online that goes more than a few paragraphs will end up talking about mega damage. And it is a mechanic that we've mentioned frequently, but not really got into a whole lot of depth to discuss. Matthew, what are your thoughts on mega damage? I really like being tossed the torch like that. I think... (laughs) Mega damage is interesting, and it's I think it's the thing that really set this apart from other games way back in the early 90s. Mega damage is... I mean, we've described it here before on the show, but in, in brief, uh, it's the difference between a tank and a 9mm. You can shoot your 9 at the tank all day, and you'll scratch the paint and maybe put a small dent in it. Mega damage, if the same tank shoots back, will destroy you, the house you're in, uh, your neighbor's house, the house beyond that. And it's, it's, it's an order of magnitude of damage and the ability to armor. It, it covers things like magical protections, alien tech, human-developed, just badass technology and composite armor. Mega damage really sets apart and really underlies the human frailty without our tools. It, it really sets us up as the tool users that we are. Because we're basically just, you know meat and water strung on calcium stocks. We like to think we're six foot eight and covered with hair and, you know, muscular supermen, but uh, we're, we're eminently breakable in a modern age. A, a Kia soul will splatter 100 people <laughs> before it stops. <laughs> Mega damage mechanically equates to 100 points of normal damage or SDC or hit point damage. If you are familiar with other role-playing games, folks, you're probably familiar with the concept of hit points. Palladium's got them. We've talked about hit points and SDC and the acronyms previously. This is taking that, as Matthew says, to a magnitude higher. Where every, Well, I think it's two magnitudes. because I think a magnitude is times 10. So uh, this would be yeah. two magnitudes above normal damage where uh, if a if you have a gun that does 1d6 points of mega damage, that effectively does 1d6 times 100 points of SDC or hit point damage. Mm. It all depends upon what is on the receiving end of that attack. Yeah. Now, if that gun, let's let's just say that's a Wilkes. That's the, the laser zapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are just here because you like the sound of our voices or the concept of <laughs> glitter, the Wilkes laser <laughs> pistol kind of looks like the old NES zapper. It is, it is a low-powered <laughs> sidearm in, in riffs. And yeah, it, it absolutely depends on what you point that at. If you point that at, say, a car, that car is gone. If you point that at, say, a striker or an APC, that car they, they might survive. There are two acronyms in play here across all three levels. Uh, well, really, SDC and MDC, but there's MD and MDC. Mm-hmm. Weapons do MD. Armor and targets have MDC, and it took me a while to get into the mindset of making sure I use the right term at the right time. They can be very confusing, and honestly, it's not even all that important. But 
anyway, getting back to what I was saying, if you use an SD weapon against an MDC target, no matter how much damage you do with that weapon, even if that SDC weapon, even if that SD weapon can do hundreds of damage in a strike, it's going to do nothing against mega damage. Yeah. Which I, I would house rule against personally. I, I, I think, I think you could get through a tank if you had enough you know, changeable barrels for your 22 and enough ammo. You, you, you could, I mean, you, it, it would take time, but you could do it. You could probably pierce the armor of a tank with a toothpick gun, but that yeah. toothpick gun needs to be set up in a way that it's firing a constant stream of toothpicks at, you know, super high velocity for about 30 or 40 years straight. <laughs> Please see uh riffs, vampire kingdoms for a description of the toothpick gun. <laughs> With mega damage, when it comes into play in some of the settings, we've talked at length about rifts, but we also recently talked about splicers, which is another mega damage game setting. When mega damage comes into play, it's a little controversial at times because some people really hate it. They just don't like the messiness that comes with feeling your character is underpowered against a laser gun like when your character can be totally murdered in one shot by a 1d6 damage wilkes pistol that can you know raise some hackles and and it is as it is the subject of much heated discussion online among detractors of the rifts role-playing game and palladium in general i still don't see it i i think you should be afraid i think if you are thinking you're walking into a game in god mode no one is no one's going to have fun playing with you dude you 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 should be afraid you should not swagger confidently into every situation and i i think that and i don't know who's been saying these things and i hope none of them are on our discord but i i think if if that's your play style i probably don't want to sit down with you at the table because i i i think you should think before you leap there there are no cheat codes in rpgs yeah be afraid the people can damage you you're you're here to live you're here to survive you're here to fight the good fight I agree with that mentality in action, and I try to enforce it in play. I love, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I love that that stark difference in levels mm-hmm. of power between, like, normal squishy humans and, you know, the big fucking robots out there that can just stomp you like it ain't no problem leaving so much jelly stain on the ground as they keep on moving without stopping. I love a combat system that encourages people to take cover or, you know, find a mega damage thing to stand behind as you pop out and shoot your enemy. In practice, I found it a lot more viable during butts edition days than current days because of certain combat options in butts edition that aren't here in the ultimate edition. And also the fact that on the whole, Mega damage totals were lower. <laughs> things have yeah. much lower MDC. And now things get, when you are dealing with straight up MD weapons as they are now, there are targets out there which are just bullet sponges. Yeah. I will always like MD. And we didn't actually explain that. We we said what the differences were. Uh, it's, it's mega damage and mega damage capacity. Yeah. Just like SDC uh, structural damage capacity. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I like the concept. I found it refreshing in the 90s, and I still like it today. It's different from anything else out there. And in fact, you house-ruled something uh, that was a step above, say, the Wilkes laser, laser pistol, which was military damage, I believe you ca- called it, which was an order of magnitude greater than MDC. 
I decided that I wanted a little bit more gradation in damage. So I took mega damage and made it a multi-step thing. So instead of all MD weapons doing the same scale of damage, I reduced one set of them to times 10 instead of times 100 and then made kept the times 100 for things like vehicle level mega damage or greater um yeah like glitter boy gun yeah i've since been pondering a new take and i actually wrote up a set of house rules for it but then the game kind of fell apart so i haven't actually put it into play and i'm taking some inspiration from savage rifts go on I've got mixed feelings on this mechanic in Savage Worlds, and it's I could go at length at why I have mixed feelings on it, and I'll save that for later. Please see our Savage World uh, Rifts episode. But the short version is that in Savage Rifts, they took the Savage Worlds heavy whammy, heavy whammy, heavy weapons rules, which is essentially says that uh, damage is all the same. However, some targets are considered heavy, which means they can only be damaged by weapons that also are considered heavy. Now, heavy weapons don't do additional damage against non-heavy targets in Savage Worlds. And so that's what they just poured it over. They just took it, renamed it from heavy to mega damage, and kept it as is. I like the concept, but I also still believe that damage should scale in order of magnitudes based upon the difference in magnitude of the target or the thing attacking you. Like, I think that a tank should do more damage to a human. <laughs> you if know, you're, a very if you're hit by, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're heated, if you're hit by uh, a, a, a tungsten round moving at damn near hyper velocities. Yeah. You're, you're just going to go. Yeah. And rain down as a gentle mist feeding the grass. It's it's not it's not recovery. <laughs> it's not something you recover from. I challenge our listeners to turn what Matthew just said into your own haiku contest. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yes, please. And tag me in it. Tag me in that. So the house rule that I've been debating that I wanted to use was uh, inspired by that, which takes standard mega damage like Wilkes pistol or a Viper knife or whatever. So your standard quality infantry level mega damage weapons and makes them a times 10 but uh wait no no sorry all it would do is copy what savage worlds does where it doesn't do additional damage to sd targets and sd damage sd targets would do uh you know their damage isn't modified the only difference is sd targets can't damage something with the empty tag Whereas then there would be heavy mega damage and then super heavy mega damage. So heavy mega damage being vehicles or power armor or whatnot. And super heavy would be spaceships. Yeah. That, that level of, of gradation. So that, you know, if a, if a space fighter is coming down, it's just going to do more damage against a tank. Yeah. Because its weapons are built to penetrate the hulls of spacefaring vessels. Well, maybe not a, not a space fighter. But if the spaceship above, like the Zentradi cruiser, is glassing the planet, yeah, even if you're in a glitter boy, <laughs> it's not going to matter. Exactly. I and I that was the system that I worked up, and I've got a, a table for. The interesting thing is, is that that makes it more crunchy, not less. Yeah, it does. I don't dislike crunch. I like crunch. You do, you just like internally consistent crunch. I do. Yeah. Okay. 
that's my big thing. Like, I don't like pointless crunch. I like math that I can sink my brain into, provided that I can expect that math to continue to work in a way that makes sense with the fiction of the setting. Mm -hmm. So how do you scale that from size down? So like the, the tank shoots at a person in bush man armor, you know, that, that, that padded, that padded armor. Okay. So the way I've got it set up is that SDC versus SDC is times one. MDC versus SDC is times one, but SDC versus MDC is times zero. Heavy mega damage to mega damage is times 10. Same with SDC. And then super heavy mega damage to heavy mega damage is times 10, but super heavy mega damage to standard mega damage is times 100. You know, I don't see this coming up in play a lot, but it's a good rule to have. My thought is, is that, um, so you're a bunch of characters, right? And you walk up, uh, you're, you're in your, your low-level armor, and you, you walk up to you know some sort of giant mech, and that giant mech takes one look at you and just blows you away, right? The obvious. It doesn't matter how many times you unload your small hand weapons into it. By the same token, though, the same thoughts about damaging and getting through a super hard uh, structure could be applied to things like blast doors. Like, let's say you're poking through an abandoned warren uh, in an ancient underground city uh, from the from the before four times, mm-hmm. and you you come across some you know closed missile silo doors or something. Now those are a military grade something, and yeah, I mean you could get through that eventually with your wokes with enough reloads. But in like actual combat play, I wouldn't see it coming up that often. Yeah, mainly the what would come into play is the heavy versus mega, so the times yeah. ten. Yeah. So that was mega damage. (laughs) (laughs) That's my house rule. Yeah. I have mixed feelings on the amounts of mega damage capacity that a lot of targets have simply because it gets to be a point where combat can drag on a long time when you're doing X amount of damage to a thing and marking it down. And Well, my target's got 700 mega damage and you just did 17. So I'm cutting that. Okay. And then sometimes I kind of get this idea of why don't we just divide all MDC and SDC by 10? and leave it there that way combat would just move quicker things would take much more damage and be in a state that again is more appropriate to the fiction that's a long conversation for another time also it's as long as we're talking about mega damage as a concept it should be noted that the numbers keep going up the numbers track the year (laughs) and in 2001 that did one mega damage now it does 21 in 2021 with the ability to inflict mega damage. And this is out of house rules and just in the raw rules is written. It should be noted that it just, they keep going up. For example, I grabbed a Veritech in, in one of our games and uh, in one of our riffs games. And that Veritech has less armor in its main body than personal combat armor that you can wear. In uh, in a modern rifts game, yep. Which on the on the face of it doesn't make any sense, but it it is something to keep an eye on. And as as a, a game master, it's something you might want to think of uh, for updating purposes. If you're that interested in balance, I personally never have been. You know, like the example I have uh, that that Veritech, that Veritech is able to move. <laughs> it goes real fast, and it is really agile. There's a certain rule in the book here, which is a target, if it's moving, is minus one to hit. And 
for every 50 miles per hour that it's moving higher than 20 miles per hour, mind you, it's another negative one to hit. So how fast can a Veritech move? Equate that into <laughs> units of 50 miles per hour, and that's going to be the penalty to shoot one. Well, technically, then you can't hit it, but it can hit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just, just something to keep in mind. If you're looking for high mega damage stuff, you might want to look in newer books because it just goes up and up and up. Yeah, it's something of a sore spot of mine when it comes to running rifts because players will want to bring in something from a new book. Yeah, and I don't blame them. There's cool shit in the newer books. But you then have to stop and go back and look. And you got to pull that butts edition off the shelf and compare that suit of armor that that player's wanting. Compare it to something like the Crusader, which is considered yeah. to be good armor. So let's compare it against the Crusader and be like, okay, this is this weighs half as much, but has three times as much MDC. Eh. Yeah, and you're going to have to adjust the math a bit. And that is, that's just a fact of Rift's power creep. For for me, the unit of measurement has always been two things. It's either the Veritech or the Glitter Boy. Definitely the Glitter Boy for damage. Yeah. If if you're doing more than the boom gun with your sidearm, chances are you're it's it's a victim of power creep and the DM should probably look at it. If if you are able to poke through a Veritech uh with, with one poke, chances are your DM should look at it. These are hugely recognizable uh, figures in this, and you have to think about what they are in the lore, not just what their stats are. A, a shining techno knight in armor should be able to soak a hit and deliver devastating blows. If you're doing more than that with your sidearm, that shit got past editing and shouldn't really be there. So take a look at, the, at, at what, what your people are dishing out, because it, it might need a little tweak. Yeah, the lore leans heavily into the expectation that mega damage is going to be rare but the books and the cool gadgets that you get and all the weapons and all the armor and all the mega damage monsters out there tell a different story think think about the power dynamic for a second the lowest tier uh, i would say is the the vagabond in in basic riffs or, or the city rat. Both of them have the ability to shoot through 10 SDC houses with one shot. With that Wilkes laser pistol. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the whole apartment complex. Just the length, blasting through living rooms and bedrooms and bathrooms and out the other side and blowing up the playground. So so think about that way where you're divvying out loot as a, as a GM. And think about that when you're envisioning the destruction that someone causes when they, they shoot a person with a, a mega damage weapon, because it doesn't just stop with them, with that person going, Poof. It, it stops when it either breaks away f with the curve of the earth or, or it's just done so many thousands and thousands and thousands of SDC damage that finally its energy is spent. It's, it's, a, it's a sickening and a sobering thought. Yeah, or an MDC projectile round is not even going to be partially slowed down by what is effectively cardboard to it as it's mowing through a city. Yeah. In my mind, at least. First off, because it seems okay. And second, because it sounds cool. 
You know, there's one other thing we should mention, and that is, let's say you are wearing one of these suits of, of fabulous armor, right? You, you have, you're a vagabond and you've saved your whole life and you've got that Bushman armor and you are a king in the, in the wilderness out there. And you fall afoul of a CS dogboy patrol and they start lobbing rounds into you and your armor is disintegrating as the, as the mega damage rounds come in. There's an interesting thing that happens when that last round hits and hits for, say, 10 and destroys the last one point of mega damage that you have. You don't absorb that nine points. It, it's interesting that that last, um, that last hit just takes your mega damage capacity to, to, to take mega damage away. Your, your armor is busted. It's broken. But that doesn't transfer to you. And that's always been interesting to me. Now, my characters have lived because of that so many times. That rule came forth. I, I know it's in the Rift Ultimate Edition. That was not a rule in the Butts Edition. They call it these days the G.I. Joe rule. Mm-hmm. That's another one that a lot of old fans of Rifts will talk about in ways that typically isn't pleasant. Me, I like the G.I. Joe rule. Simple because of the amount of damage that's being dealt. I want to keep combat fun. I want players to have that one last shot option. Like, oh, fuck. It did what to me? And that lets them reconsider their next actions. Yeah. Take cover. <laughs> Something that I always have to keep in mind when running a game and, and, and introducing a new location to a party, how well defended is this location? If the party is coming across a settlement out in the wild, what kind of walls are they going to have? There's a lot of MDC creatures out there. So I'm imagining the walls are built of some scrap MDC stuff, or maybe they've actually got some people out there with working on MDC composite materials and building defensive walls around this town. What kind of weapons does it have outside and uh, what what kind of uh, armor or defenses are its defenders wearing? Keeping that in mind, who are the nearest neighbors? Are they warlike? And what kind of powers do they have? Because the way I see a lot of town versus town battles happening or, you know, coalition moves into an area and wants to take it is I imagine due to the way that MDC works in the rules and in the setting that Unless you are a military nation able to defend against the oncoming military nation or something, you're probably going to lose without a shot fired. They're going to roll up and they're going to have some destructive power. And it, you know what? It might not even be a whole army. They could send just like three tanks and mm-hmm. five troopers to come up. They knock on your gate. They're like, look, we own your town now. What are you going to yeah. do about it? Your arrows rattle off their their armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One shot from that could level our town. Yeah. All hail Prosic. <laughs> All hail Prosic. That's how I imagine so many battles, b- battles, quote unquote, turning out in the world. Yeah. They just lob around at the nearest hill or put one through the local forest. Yep. And uh, that's that's a display of the power. You see that mountain over there? Yeah. That one, that one right there? Yeah. Do you see it anymore? <laughs> the application for mining, though, I really want to play a fantasy dwarf, a Palladium fantasy dwarf that comes to Rifts and just 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 grabs just grabs that Wilkes laser pistol from the beginning, points it at a mountain, and just walks on in. 
and like he sees it in action. His eyes go wide, his jaw drops, his tongue falls out, and he just comes his pants right there on the spot. Yeah. Because he's like, I can mine so much gold with this Will Slazer pistol. <laughs> anyway, that's mega damage. <laughs> I just see this happy, grinning, insane dwarf with a pistol pointed between his legs, pointed down into the dirt, going, pew, and dropping it down another 10 feet, pew, and dropping down another 10 feet. Uh, okay. Uh, now, yeah, mega damage. I think I'm going to play that character. <laughs> yeah. I am a dwarf and I'm digging a hole. Diggy, diggy. Yeah. Any final thoughts on it, though? Mm, I still think it is a revolutionary idea in a world of hit points and armor ratings. It is one more cumbersome rule for rifts because it is. You have SDC, MDC, hit points, and AR armor rating. Uh, there's lots of different ways the damage can be distributed. But I like that because in a world of magic and primitive power and psionic power and elder gods and dragons and robots and borgs and fascist states and handguns and old tech and new tech, there needs to be a lot of ways of allocating all these various types it can't just go to hit points in ar it just can't i largely agree over the years i've come to want something a little bit more just just a little bit more of a verisimilitude here and at least you know i can respect that writing down in a book game book for the first time ever right writing down oh this type of damage is times 100 versus the other writing that down and publishing it is pretty fucking ballsy that coming out in a, in a book at the time that the Robotech games came out, times 100 damage, boom. Players reading this thinking, Jesus fucking Christ, what? What? Times 100? And yeah. like, like that, I feel, was probably pretty revolutionary at the time. It was. I think, however, it needs to be looked at again. If Rifts ever makes a future edition and at Don't least future edition. at least just a little bit of gradation, like going from times one to times 100, but nothing in between and nothing beyond. It's just, again, internal consistency with the world. I'm honestly hoping that never happens. <laughs> I, 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 I am because there's there's too much data in too much books. Like if if this if this process gets started it will never finish in our lifetimes. They will not all get rewritten, and that will make a whole bunch of work unplayable uh, by by new rules. That is one of the lures of the Palladium Megaverse. Yeah. Everything is playable. Yeah, I, I honestly think this kind of thing could be covered in house rules. The GM just says, no, that does this, and that does that. And I, you know, I agree, because power creep did happen. The, the, there should be a rebalancing, but I don't want to... One of, one of my greatest loves is that they keep coming up with new ideas, and I don't want them to ever rebalance by putting out a new system. I just don't want to see it. And dear listener, if you have opinions on this, you are always welcome to join our Discord and talk to us. Yeah, I, I even occasionally answer. Uh, NPCs really active on there, though. <laughs> Some of the other people you've heard uh, here on the show are, are especially active. I think it was good, honestly. I, I And I, I still like it. I just, you know, here's the thing. When you're dealing with the spaceships, you don't need the order of magnitude. You don't need the new term. You just need to make it times a thousand or times 10,000 because that, that, is, that is a fractional C kinetic nuke moving at a significant portion of the speed of light accelerated through a kilometers long mass driver. It's 
gonna fuck you up, your city up, and possibly punch through to the mantle of the planet. So just go ahead and and just add a zero <laughs> if you feel the need. Or two. I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't think it needs a new edition or anything. It's Palladium, and in Palladium they they don't discourage, they they invite you to make it work for you. So if you if you have a house rule that you think makes it makes it better, use it. Inform your players of what it is and use it. And then log on our Discord and let us know. <laughs> Cheers. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Give me just a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me just a moment to pull up. <laughs> my my world anvil star. Yeah, there we go. Pause and this going to get cut. Don't get a cut. You leave that in because that is the part that's human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>